Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike, a.k.a. Mike D. The question today is, what is a movie quote you use in your everyday life? I'll share you my list, play some clips. I also pulled a bunch from social media that you guys sent in as your responses. And then we'll get into a movie review. We'll be talking about Uncharted, which is in theaters now. And in the trailer park, we have another dramatic role coming to us from Adam Sandler in a movie called Hustle. Thank you for being subscribed to the podcast, for listening every single week. It really means so much that you're here. I'm just a guy who loves movies and that you would spend any amount of time of your week with me on this podcast is amazing. So thank you. And you already know what it is. Let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. So before I get into the topic this week, just for anybody who's new here, I am Mike. I do this podcast every single week where I just talk about movies. It all started because I would review movies on my Snapchat and that moved over to me reviewing movies on my Instagram, and eventually I formed this podcast. I don't consider myself a film critic. I am just a film enthusiast. Think of it as if you went to a party and there was just a guy who wouldn't shut up about movies. I am that person. So I would do this podcast whether I had this platform or not. And what I usually do on this podcast is bring a topic like I'm going to do here just in a moment. Sometimes I have interviews with actors and directors like the episode previously that was posted last week. There was an interview there. And then sometimes I just bring on other people from my life to talk about their favorite movies. So anytime you click on this podcast, that's what you're going to get. So hopefully by this time you're subscribed and listen every single week. And a special shout out to the movie crew. That's everybody who listens on Monday, which is when these episodes are posted. But with all that said, let's get into this week's topic where the question is, what's a movie quote you use in your everyday life? 
I watch movies so much that it's hard for them not to creep into my vocabulary and to become something that I use every single day. If I'm not quoting a movie, I'm probably quoting The Simpsons, but we're here to talk about movies. And it's usually the most random line, something that's maybe just a throwaway line, a very small portion of something that I'm able to work into my everyday vocabulary, into just things I say or situations I'm in that happen to call for these movie quotes. So so as I go through these, maybe you'll relate to some of these situations. And then at the very end, I'll get into some of the ones that were sent in from social media. But the first one I want to talk about is from Dumb and Dumber. And it's the scene where Jim Carrey is leaving the 7-Eleven, has the big gulps, and then does this improvised line. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. I don't think I've ever gone to 7-Eleven and not said that. Even if I don't get a big gulp, I immediately think of that line. And what I love about this moment in the movie and a couple other moments is that line was not only completely improvised, but the other people in the background of that shot weren't even actors. They weren't even extras. The director just saw them and was like, hey, you guys want to be in this scene? And then Jim Carrey delivers that line. Another line from that movie that I also kind of work into random situations in my life is when Jim Carrey is leaving the bar and he says this line. No way. That's great. We landed on the moon. So for some reason, whenever we talk about landing on the moon, my mind always goes to saying we landed on the moon. And that is another one that was completely improvised by Jim Carrey. Moving on to another movie talking about Pulp Fiction, which is a highly quotable movie for me. A lot of quotes that I probably wouldn't say in my everyday life because it's a lot of swear words. But anytime I went out to a restaurant and a burger and fries was always my favorite thing to get, I would take a bite and immediately say this. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. And Samuel L. Jackson has some of the best line delivery in this movie. And there's so many just great Samuel L. Jackson lines. A lot of them, like I said earlier, have a lot of curse words. And while I've been a vegan now for, I think, six years, I've been considering eating meat again. I don't do it for any moral reason. It all started when I was training for a marathon. And if you don't know my story, I lost over 100 pounds and have been able to keep it off for, I mean, almost eight years now. And about two years in, I gave up meat because I was training for a marathon And somebody recommended it to me, and I felt a lot better afterward, and I've just kept it up since. I really have no other reason than I've felt a lot better since I've gone vegan. But I have to say, the one food I'm really wanting to eat and can see myself giving it up for is a burger. And immediately after I take that first bite, you know what I'm going to say? This is a tasty burger. One of my favorite movies of all time is La Bamba talked about it a lot on this podcast. I've had Lou Diamond Phillips on this podcast. And it's also a movie that my family and I quote nonstop. So at any point in my life, there could be a a line that I've been saying over and over again. It kind of comes in seasons of my favorite quote from the movie. Probably the most famous one and the one I kind of do the most is when his brother Bob says, it's not my first or my last. I think that one's the most common one from La Bamba. But the one that's kind of in my season right now is whenever Richie Valens goes to play his first show and his brother Bob is playing drums for him, he's going to play a Buddy Holly song and then Bob says this when he announces the song. Here's one out of Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas? And anytime right now, if anybody for any reason mentions Lubbock, Texas, I always go, Lubbock, Texas, just like Bob says in the movie. 
or God forbid that somebody's name is Richie and I will scream Richie at the top of my lungs. Moving on now to the Sandlot. I think this is the one I saw sent in the most by everybody online because it's such a great line and it works in so many situations. And it's when Ham says the famous line to Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. Like that works in so many situations that I feel like we've just said it ever since we saw that movie. It's on t-shirts. It's in every situation we can imagine where somebody just doesn't get it in your life. You can just tell them, You're killing me, Smalls. Another quote I say a lot because it kind of fits into my overall demeanor is from Mean Girls. Now, it's in the scene where they're all called into the gym having this big meeting as a school, and it's right after the other guy says, she doesn't even go here, and it's this girl spilling all of her feelings out to everybody, and then when she says this... No, I just have a lot of feelings. I find myself saying that every time I get a little bit emotional, every time I have something like deep inside of me that's starting to pour out, I'm just like, I just have a lot of feelings. I felt that. No, I just have a lot of feelings. Another one I probably say the most at home right now. I don't know why, but I get so like, I am so jumpy and frightened anytime my wife comes into the room. It's like I forget that I live with her and anytime she pops up and says something and it, I don't know, for some reason I get easily startled and immediately after she scares me, I'll say this line from the parrot trap. You gave me a fright. Every single time I'm like a cat for some reason, the littlest thing will kind of creep me out and I'll immediately like jump back, grab my heart. So you gave me a fright. You gave me a fright. This next one probably happens less often. But if anybody mentions a tumor, whether it be in a news story, whether it be somebody reading something off the internet, whether it be any situation somebody mentions a tumor, it was a very serious situation. I kind of have to be like, oh, you can't use a movie quote right here from the kindergarten cop. But I think we probably all think about this one. What's the matter? Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. And I think if you don't say it in your best Arnold Schwarzenegger impression you're doing a disservice to everybody as a movie fan next up another quentin tarantino movie that has made the list from inglorious bastards which is my favorite quentin tarantino movie and christoph waltz plays such a great villain in this movie i really think he made this movie without his character i don't think the movie would have had the same impact he really carried the movie and my favorite line of his that i'll use in situations where i get something right is this line that's a bingo. That's a bingo. Another one I really love from that movie. It's really hard to work into a situation, but sometimes I just find myself saying Gorlami, like Brad Pitt. Moving on down the list, one of my favorite comedies from the 90s is Friday. And kind of like La Bamba, it's a movie that my family quotes nonstop. Like my mom loves Friday and quotes so many Friday lines that the people she works with, like she works with them younger people, and they find it so hilarious that my mom, in her 50s, knows about Friday. And I think the one most people could probably work into everyday life is this one. Bye, Felicia. Which you might not even know or remember that by Felicia actually came from Friday. But the one I find myself saying a lot, anytime I have any kind of pain in my neck or my back, 
is the line when Ezel fakes being hurt inside the convenience store and delivers this amazing line and performance. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh, I want a hundred and fifty thousand. Such a great line. That actor who played Ezel in that movie actually recently passed away. So R.I.P. I should watch that movie again now that I'm thinking about it. Next up on my list is one that's very subtle. And there are other instances where this word is used in different movies. And you could say, oh, I quote it from this movie. Probably Mrs. Doubtfire when she says hello. But anytime I say hello and I'm trying to find a funny voice to say it in, I go back to Toy Story 1 when Woody says hello to Buzz for the first time. Hello. And I, I say it exactly like that. Hello. Along those same lines, one of the best movies from the 80s, The Goonies. And I think this is all one we've had some kind of impression that we do. And saying the classic line from Sloth, you already know which one I'm talking about. A couple more I want to get to that I use in my life before I get to all the ones that you guys sent in. I think anytime I'm in a situation where I'm driving and I have to drive somewhere fast, which I don't do very often, I'm a pretty slow, cautious driver, but say I'm feeling a little dangerous and I'm going to a light that's about to turn red, I hit the gas and I say this from Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. Again, Samuel L. Jackson making the list here. And then finally on my list, anytime I clear some space in the house, that's probably one of my favorite things to do is clear up space. I love getting rid of stuff. Because just the idea of having room to do things makes me happy. I, li- I don't like having things. Where I have my studio set up now where I'm doing this podcast, I try to keep it as clear as possible. Not a whole lot of things on this table. So whenever I can get rid of something, my mind always goes to having much more room to do things. And I think of stepbrothers and I think of the line of whenever they make the bunk beds. So much aerobics in here. So many activities. And I think it's a line that kind of gets misquoted because I kind of always remembered it because of the meme. There's so much room for activities, but if you listen again, so much aerobics in here, so many activities. Will Ferrell just says so much and then so many activities. There is another part in the scene right before this where they're asking their parents if they can do this, and he delivers a line that's a little bit closer to what we all kind of think of that line being. But I think this is an example of either the meme created a false memory, kind of the Mandela effect, or sometimes we just misremember quotes and what we create that fits better in the way we can quote it is actually the better quote sometimes. Because more often I find myself saying just there's so much room for activities, but it's not actually the line. Here are some of the ones that everybody who listens to this podcast sent in. If you don't follow me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, that's how you get in on this conversation. That's where I pull a lot of these answers from. So make sure you're following me there. A lot of people said this one from Apollo 13. Houston, we have a problem. Olivia sent in this one from Pineapple Express, which I probably used a lot more when this movie first came out, but this probably also could have made my own list. I thought the hurricane season was over. (laughs) I thought hurricane season was over. And you have this one from Rush Hour. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? This next one is from Master of Disguise, which came out back in 2002, and I think it was in the trailer. That's how I remember it. Because more people have said this quote than have probably seen this movie. But it's Dana Carvey dressed up as a turtle 
saying this. Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? I saw a lot of you send in quotes from Billy Madison. I think collectively that is just a movie we could quote a lot, whether it be something from him yelling at the swan, whether it be him battling with shampoo and conditioner. One that I would use a lot is whenever Norm MacDonald and the other guy are hanging out by the pool trying to remember what day it is and just like, eh, October. But I think the comment I saw the most was this one from Billy Madison. Which is a pretty easy one to work into your everyday life. I saw a lot of people also requesting this one from Shawshank Redemption, a very iconic line. Get busy living or get busy dying. Listener Kelly sent this one in from Babe, which is one I find myself using from time to time. I think jokingly to my brother, probably. That'll do, pig. That'll do. And this final one was sent in by Andrew. It's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A great line, a lot of great lines in this movie, and I think anytime you order a pizza, this is probably what you think. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Those are some quotes that we all use in our everyday life. Hopefully you go out and use some of those today. Coming up, I'll give a spoiler-free review of Uncharted, and in the trailer park, we're talking about a new Adam Sandler movie. All that comes up after this. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Now let's get into a spoiler-free review of Uncharted, which is out in theaters now. It stars Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. It's a movie based on a video game, which movie adaptations of video games are always a tricky thing to do. Did this one do it right? We'll talk about that. But before that, if you haven't heard or seen anything about this movie yet, here's just a little bit of the trailer. Everything in here. Why the map? This is the path that Ferdinand Magellan took to sail around the world. You know your history. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion easy. I think you're here because you're your brother. Well, you know my brother, Sam. find that gold you find him too so what this movie is about like i said it's based on a video game you have mark Wahlberg, who plays a treasure hunter named sully he recruits drake played by tom holland and basically go on a big old treasure hunt and this movie is based on a video game called uncharted which came out back in 2007 the movie was already in early development as soon as 2008 So it kind of goes back a while so far that Mark Wahlberg was actually supposed to play Tom Holland's character in the movie when he first got attached to it. And since it took so long to make, he is now playing Sully, the older character. Interesting about this, though, I never really played the video game, so I wasn't going into this movie expecting it to kind of portray anything from the video game. I was just going in for a fun ride. But a lot of times when it comes to fans of a video game franchise... It's a really fine line you have to walk because you want to honor and show some references to the video game while also making it a movie in its own that you're going to enjoy no matter what. And what they ended up doing in this movie is it's really a prequel to the video games. The entire movie is about this journey they go on that actually takes place before the video game would happen. I didn't really have a whole lot of big expectations going into this movie. I didn't hear a whole lot of buzz on it. And it feels like this movie was plagued by a lot of obstacles to even get made. It went through six directors before it finally landed on Ruben Fleischer, who also did Venom and Zombieland Double Tap. Finally got to him, but not only did it go through all those directors, he was the seventh one. It went through a lot of writers, so I feel like the story just changed and changed and changed. And I kind of got that feeling while watching this movie. It didn't really feel like it had a cohesive feel to it it didn't really have a voice that made it its own sometimes i watch a movie like this and 
I can just feel it already being played on TBS. Like that's kind of the vibe I got from this movie. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think there was just nothing unique about this movie that made it feel like a video game movie that really felt like it had its own voice. It just kind of felt like another big action adventure. But with that said, it was still a fun ride. It kind of reminded me of Outer Banks on Netflix, if you haven't seen that, which that's a little bit more teen drama. And this is kind of taking that same kind of treasure hunt vibe and putting it on the big screen. And there's even somebody from Outer Banks in the start of this movie who has a role. So with all that said, there's nothing that this movie does particularly well, but there's also nothing that it really does wrong. I didn't really watch this movie and think I was watching something bad or it's not like I watched this movie and hated it. I enjoyed it all the way throughout. From beginning to end, it is a fun ride. And it kind of reminded me of one of my favorite treasure hunting movies, National Treasure, which those are just fun movies to watch, especially if you're going like with your family or you just kind of put yourself in that kind of kid mentality again of just wanting to watch something really big over the top with some fun action sequences, which this movie did have. What I did like about it is they did kind of work in some of the kind of PlayStation first person elements into the movie. There are some action sequences where it kind of feels like you're playing a video game and they even kind of shift perspective on the camera to where it gives you that first person point of view to where you like just see the hands falling kind of like you would be playing a video game. But when it comes to it being like a genuine, true video game adaptation, I don't really see it there. I see it a little bit more like they just took the Uncharted name and made an action movie based on that. So also looking at how much this movie cost, it was right around $120 million, and it made another $23 million this weekend, bringing the grand total to right now just $83 million domestically. And initially, yeah, you probably wanted to see this movie make a lot more money if you spend that amount, but I feel like this is a movie that will really regenerate and grow and make more profit one from the, also the international box office but like I said at the start of this I feel like this is a movie you could really just plug into cable tv and run around the clock that's also how sometimes these movies make their money back I think it was also released at just the right time you know two weeks before the Batman comes out which is going to dominate at the box office it really gives Uncharted these last two weeks to really operate in make their money but later this week when the Batman comes out it stands no chance. No other movie's going to stand a chance against the Batman. And I'll be curious to see if they make another one of these. I know Tom Holland didn't really have the best time making this movie. He said it was a little bit stressful. I think that has to do with, you know, the rewrites and them getting the story down completely right. I feel like he said that he felt like he was just kind of out there not knowing what to do and not having a whole lot of direction. But I kind of saw like his real movie star come out of I mean, he still took this movie role seriously. He went and posed and worked as a bartender to get that character down right in this. So my one glimmering shine of hope from this movie is that Tom Holland is really kind of securing himself as that A-list actor. I think this was a really good movie for him to do on the way up, especially coming off of such a big movie like Spider-Man. I think this was a good bridge to whatever next project he has coming out next. Unlike whenever Robert Downey Jr. did the final Avengers movie, he went on to do Dr. Doolittle, which completely tanked. I think this movie will help Tom Holland out in getting him to that next level as an actor. 
So if I had to rate this movie, I would give it 3.5 out of 5 treasure maps. And I would say it's a great one to take the entire family out to, but they do use the S word a lot, which I found interesting because, because when you use it that much, I feel it's like, who are you making the movie for at that point? Are you really still gearing towards the people who played the video game when it first came out and are a fan of that franchise? And you're kind of keeping away younger kids who I think would enjoy this movie, but it was almost just unnecessary how much they use the S word. Like, I didn't really take away from that. Like, oh, it's this movie being a little bit more edgy. It didn't really add anything. I don't think it made Tom Holland or Mark Wahlberg's character any much cooler or edgier by saying that. But the violence is pretty tame. Aside from that, I think it's fine. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. 
If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Time now for the part of the podcast where I break down a new movie trailer of a film coming to you very soon in theaters or streaming in a segment we like to call... It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. I love a good basketball movie. I love a good drama. And I also love an Adam Sandler movie where he's playing a little bit more of a serious role. I don't think this one is full-on dramatic, at least... Judging by this trailer, but the movie is called Hustle. It's coming out on Netflix on June 10th. What this movie is about, it's Adam Sandler. He plays a basketball scout who's trying to bring this player over to the United States and prove that he has what it takes to be in the NBA. Before I get into what I think about this movie, here's just a little bit of the trailer. I love this game. I live this game. There's a thousand other guys waiting in the wings who are obsessed with this game. Obsession's gonna be talent every time. You got all the talent in the world, but are you obsessed? Look at me! When you walk on that court, look at me! You have to think I am the best guy out there. So this movie sounds pretty interesting. I like the idea of Adam Sandler playing this down-on-his-luck basketball scout, discovers this amazing player abroad, tries to bring him back to the United States without their approval. And the vibe I kind of get from this trailer, it looks a little bit cliche, and I'm okay with that. I think sometimes sports movies, for some reason, especially basketball movies, just have that kind of vibe of, you know, even in the trailer with the song playing, with the dramatic, it just has that kind of feeling of like, a little bit cookie cutter, but the fact that Adam Sandler is starring in this makes me feel like it'll be a little bit different. I think we've gotten well past the point of just thinking of Adam Sandler as just this comedic funny guy. I really just think of him as a person who has been doing movies for so long, making and producing movies for so long. He just really knows how to make a good movie, whether it be a drama, whether it be a comedy. And I think he is very particular on what roles he takes when it comes to dramas. And I think he's really just trying to show people that he has more acting abilities that we probably give him credit for. So I like seeing him in dramas. I like seeing him in more serious roles. I don't get the vibe that this will be an Oscar-worthy performance by any means, but I like what I'm seeing here. I just think he really knows how to appeal to what people want to watch. I just get a little bit of sense of that hearing his lines in this movie of like, you got to be the best. You got to try harder than everybody. It just kind of feels like, oh, I've heard this before in a sports movie, but I'm here for it. So again, that movie is called Hustle. It comes out on June 10th on Netflix. And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds Trailer Park. And that's going to do it for another week here on the podcast. But before I hop out of here, I got to give my listener shout out, which I do every single week. And usually it's an email, a tweet, or a DM on Instagram. But today, it's actually a phone call. If you don't know, I am the head writer on The Bobby Bone Show. So that's my primary gig. And we do something on there called The Post Show, which is like a bonus podcast. And on that post show, sometimes we take callers. And sometimes they just give random shout outs to people on the show. 
And I wanted to give this week's shout out to Brandy, who called in and said this. Can I give Mike a shout out for his movie podcast? Because my daughter really loves movies and superheroes and Marvel and all that stuff. So we listened to the Oscar episode and she was like screaming at the radio when he was talking about how they should have a category for like the highest grossing movie and how none of those movies she was because she loves the Spider-Man like obsessed with Spider-Man movies. So um, it was kind of fun. So this week's listener shout out goes to Brandy and your daughter for listening to the Oscar episode and for calling in to the post show to talk about that. You called into the post show to give me a shout out. So here is your listener shout out on this podcast because I know that you're listening now. Thanks everybody else for listening. And if you haven't done this yet and you're listening on Apple Podcasts or even now on Spotify, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a five star rating. That really helps out the old algorithm there, helps more people discover this podcast. I'm sitting at like a 4.9 rating on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing to me. So thank you guys for that. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Go out and watch good movies and I'll talk to you later. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.